And here we go, our third episode of the night, our sixth overall. We're getting ready for ISSI coming up in just 19 days. I'm extremely excited to continue to welcome in some of our guests that are part of the 20 to watch at ISTE. And of course, always great to partner as everything I typically do, I write about the power of connection, stronger together, bringing in a co-host for the first time and a partner on the podcast. So Rob, thank you and Tech for, for making this possible, this lead up to ISTE and then our podcast at ISTE. And for those of uh, those out there saying, what is Tech? That's one, not how you spell it. And two, I don't know about them. Tell us a little bit about tech before we welcome in our amazing guest for tonight. She thought she could get out of it last week. <laughs> get out of here. You are coming back. We're making no, this happen. Well, thanks for having me, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm so excited about our next guest because I've been looking forward to this too. So TEQ, Tech is a company I work for. We're a technology education company based out of New York. Um, we do a little bit of everything. We sell products. We do professional development. We build and establish relationships. Um, we write curriculum. Uh, we're a one-stop shop for technology and education needs. You can check us out at booth 1114. That's 1114. Um, at ISTE, come by, take a selfie with me. One of my favorite things to do and check out what we have in the booth. And again, I, I'm just so pumped 19 days away and we got a fantastic guest coming up now. Absolutely. I was driving into work today and I was listening to Colin Cowherd, who I typically listen to in the evening, but I flew in last night. So I was listening in the morning. One of the things he said is sometimes people stumble into good luck. And for me, that's how I feel about this, this guest out of random. One day we were following each other on the walking ed and she was walking through New York city chatting about doing some things probably like four years ago. And from that point on, I saw just how talented she was. And I'm so fortunate to be not only her friend, somebody who supports her, her voice, but just an admirer of her work and all that she does. So I want to welcome in Jaritza to the stronger together podcast. And I think at watching the, the opening, one of the only guests we have so far that is in the opening montage. So I'd like to have <laughs> yeah. you here. I felt I felt fancy and famous. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so for those out there who are just learning about you for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself and your work. Hello, everyone. I'm Jadik Savijalba. Um, I taught U.S. history for 12 years and then later on became an assistant principal for half the year before going on as a full-time consultant for Microsoft Flip. A lot of my work centers on culturally responsive sustaining education. So building and exploring strategies on how do we really get to know students before attacking strategy, well, attacking content. Um, another thing that I do is I create different initiatives. So like one is the Global Cultural Exchange, where I believe at this point, I've reached 520 different classes across six continents to discuss culture and cultural foods and even Minecraft. So you guys just watch Nadine. I admire her work as well with Minecraft EDU. Um, but that's just a snippet of what I do. Uh, you know, Matt mentioned um, he supports my work. I also am a children's book author. Um, the Mackenzie's Adventure series books created uh, for my daughter, but honestly, for all of the McKenzie's of the world, for all of the children of color and, and educators who want to learn more about um, how do we really get children of color involved into their own curriculum. If you hear dogs, my brother has two Dalmatians, so I'm just giving you guys the heads up. It's this a Dalmatian. In the last Either of our houses so. as well. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So 20 to watch at ISTE. I think it would take the whole entire... Um, program to okay. list all that you are doing 
at ISTE for, for sure, but as a quick yeah. quick snippet, here's some of the things that you are doing. Um, on the 27th, you have HIP, uh, Hop Aboard the Global Culture Exchange, Discovery Museum Gallery, the 28th, you have uh, a playground session, and then three culture responsive sustaining strategies to increase student engagement. You can see all of this at her Twitter handle or Instagram handle here, you see here, check her out on the program as well. But tell us about your sessions so that we can all come learn from you as well. So that was four of my seven sessions. I have seven <laughs> That's sessions. That's all we can squeeze in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have seven sessions at ISTE. Um, uh-huh. I'm, I'm totally excited, right? I know people are like, oh, that's too much. I'm like, that's not enough. I wish I had about 100 <laughs> sessions because it's really important to share culturally responsive strategies and practices. And not too many people understand that it's literally as simple as finding ways to get to know your students and incorporating who your students are into your daily practices. So those four sessions are centered on the global cultural exchange, but I also have a session um, during New York state of mind where I actually talk about McKenzie's time machine and that culturally responsive text. Um, I believe I also have a session at the discovery uh, museum, which is something new at ISTE. Uh, We have a gallery that's centered on the global cultural exchange where you all will be able to take your phones out, scan that QR code. And if you're using a flip app, it'll turn the video into augmented reality and you get to learn firsthand from students around the world. So for the first, go ahead, Rob, and then I have something. But I was going to say, you said something really interesting. Um, I'm a former teacher. I taught in Crown Heights in Brooklyn, which was a very culturally diverse um, district. And you said something really, really important. Um, A lot of schools have a multicultural day where they celebrate cultures during the course of a day, but they don't, and, and they're so proud of it, which is wonderful. They don't right. realize that it's not enough. It's got to be every day, every lesson you have to respect and showcase and highlight everybody's personality to make it real for the students. So what you said really hit home for me and I appreciate it. Rob, I'm so happy you mentioned that. I usually tell people, so like sometimes I do presentations and I make a list of what's not culturally responsive and that's actually on the list, right? If you find yourself just creating one opportunity for students to share about their cultures, you're not being culturally responsive. You're not, you're not. Because all you're saying is, your culture, who you are, what speaks to who you are, your experiences only matters that one day. As opposed to saying, I want to get to know you first week, second week, third week, fourth week, and everything that I've learned, I'm about to put it into my curriculum. I'm about to do lesson planning. I'm about to pick out books that speaks to who you are. And throughout the year, you'll see it. And it may not be a celebration where we have like empanadas on the table or fried chicken or pancakes or whatever it is that speaks to people's cultures. Um, But it's you're going to read a mathematical equation or a problem. And an example that you've given in September is now in this equation in June, right? That's being culturally responsive. Mm-hmm. That's acknowledging that uh, what a person experiences and what they go home to is really important. Yeah, that's and, how you connect with your students. Right. And, and, and that has always been something that has impressed me about, impressed me about Teresa from the first time I met her. And my mother, who watched all the shows that we did on The Minor Mentor, would always... Because one of the first things she mentioned was she would do laundry for her kids in her class in New York City. And it was so impactful. And my mother still talks about it. 
And it just is so exciting to see the work that you do. And, you know, we're going to talk about Mackenzie's time machine in a minute. But when she mm-hmm. brought the idea up, I was like, yeah, let's do it. First was like going to be a coloring book. And then it was talking about getting her words out, like I said. But if you flip through here and see all the work that's, that's in here, she stays so true to her message. It's, it's so amazing. And then to see, I think we even talked about Mackenzie doing this when she was like almost an infant. And now to see... Like Pear Deck, tell us about this is going to be part of the work in Pear Deck and, and to see this grow through your you know knowledge and excitement. Tell us about this at the Monday 26 at the Pear Deck booth. So it started actually several months ago. Several months ago, um, I reached out to Pear Deck and I was like, hey, wouldn't you want to make like some resources for like a, a really good book? And they were like, all right, you're it's a, a, let's, let's just bring it. And I was like, okay. So I believe that people should have access. You know, I, I stand true to the fact that in education, you don't, you're not supposed to pay for things that you need. And culturally responsive resources are things educators need, right? Mm-hmm. Not want, but need. And so I felt like Paradeck was the ultimate platform to be able to develop a slide deck that will be accessible throughout the world for educators and students. And so they, uh, we, well, we worked together to create this slide deck where some of those pictures are from McKinsey's Time Machine, but they speak to culture and what is culture. Um, and, and it's interactive, right? But that's actually one giveaway. Um, I have a surprise giveaway that I can't oh. mention, but there's two uh-uh. giveaways at ISTE this year. And if you've been at ISTE last year, you know that Flip giveaway, was it 100 copies or was it 50? I believe 50 or 75 copies of McKenzie's Time Machine last year. Um, and then I'm also doing some work with Genially on another slide deck that will be in Spanish and English for La Bisabola de McKenzie or McKenzie's Bisabola. So as much as possible, I will partner with um, ed tech companies and platforms that understand the importance and the essence of culturally responsive education and create these resources that will be readily available at no price to other educators. And and, uh, again, I'm just so excited to be a part of it. I, I feel so blessed. And as Drita said, Mackenzie is our first book. We also did in Spanish. Um, it's, I don't even want to say the title because I don't want to mess it up because I know how important it is. Mackenzie's to... Bisabuela. There... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, uh, try it, Matt. <laughs> Bisabuela. There you That's go. That's perfect. There perfect, we go. Yes. And I'm just uh, excited to see that growth and, and your passion and behind it. So if you are at ISTE, make sure to check that out as well. Now, you're doing all of these things, as you said, the sessions, the booths. What are you looking to go and learn? So one one of my biggest takeaways last year from ISTE was I was able to really sit in other people's sessions. Uh, being in New York and sometimes not having an opportunity to go to all of the conferences, especially as an education consultant, um, I don't know, it stresses me out. And not because of FOMO, just because I really want to support the community. I really want to support my friends. And so this year I've made it like, even though I have seven sessions and <laughs> God knows what else after, um, I kind of like began to make this schedule of when I'll have free time to go in and actually support other sessions. That's something that I believe is what makes our PLN strong because we pop up to everyone's sessions, right? Even when, you know, we were at sessions together during night skate, I was like, I'm going to Matt's session. I am not about to stand at this booth. Somebody has to cover me. And that's exactly what I want to do. Very cool. I'm actually going to be doing a session on Monday, uh, Microsoft Tools for Dyslexia. It's mostly about um, 
immersive reader and reading coach, but I do have a section in there on flip. So if you're available, I know you're way, way busy. Um, I'll let you know where it is. Maybe you yes. can pop by. Of course I'll be there. Um, so two questions left. Well, I just want to ask you when you see this, what, what what's your response? Like, is that. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> right. But just, and, and, and you said this at, at the beginning and, and Rich is always pushing herself. He'll send me a like, do you want to try this? And it, it's amazing. And then before you know it, you talked about being a social studies teacher a workbook comes out for high school students. You can't see it because I have the banner at the bottom. So let me turn that off. But that's for, for, for high school students. And I think it's amazing that the work continues. For those who haven't seen it, I'd love for you to share what, what that is. So when, when we shared McKenzie's Time Machine with the world, what I realized was even though it was a children's book, uh, educators at the high school level and at the college level began to use my book with their students. And that automatically just surprised me. And I was like, wow. But they used it in a way where had I still been in the classroom, I would have used it as well, right? It's Mackenzie's Time Machine is a book that tells you about these black and brown trailblazers without really telling you about it, right? It sums up what they've all done, but it doesn't give you like the individual experiences because the idea is that as the adult reading this book to students or students reading this book to themselves, you're now going to Bing, I'm not going to say Google, you're going to Bing who these folks are and you're going to learn about them for yourself. And so I began to notice that a lot of high schools were using it, but I was like, they need some more supplemental resources. And so my friend and I, Dr. Stephanie Holmes, we began to create this book, but what's a book? without social and emotional learning. If we're really gonna tie into what's an activity workbook and how we're gonna get educators riled up about the school year and prepared um, to acknowledge the students who are in front of them, then the first few weeks have to also focus on SEL, right? Those five components. And so with that workbook, it focuses on SEL first, and then it has activities for those black and brown trailblazers that were uh, mentioned in McKenzie's Time Machine. And it's just so impressive. There's so much great artwork in here, but my favorite, my favorite picture is there you are. And what, what I, what I really, I mean, obviously seeing you succeed is, is, is amazing, but the way you described it one time was the first time I heard you describe it like this way that you were building an empire for your young daughter and be to have women of color in a power position that she is, you know, under three years old and has books around us. And I think that that's an, powering and i think it you know brings together that stronger together that mindset the way you lead the way you're passionate about it but if i were to ask you as i do with every guest at the end what does stronger together mean to you how would you describe that it means living with purpose um from the time I began to share resources on Twitter to now, I've just been my authentic self, right? And that has always been almost like a, a reminder of, Yuritsa, regardless of who you work for or you work with, you have to create something for people that can't afford it. You have to acknowledge that not everyone is going to be able to afford, you know, platforms that are $34.99 or platforms that remain free for the moment. So how are you going to create these resources, even if it is using that platform, but in a way where you influence that platform to make readily available for folks? So even the work that I do now um, and bringing in Minecraft, I was like, hey, I have some countries that the educators can't really afford to bring Minecraft to their students. So can you make this available for free? And Layla, she was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, that's a win, right? Um, so 
everything that I do, I try to make sure that it's purposeful. I try to make sure that it's not about Eurita. It's about that teacher impacting their classroom. Those students are going to impact their household. Those parents are going to go out and impact their workplace. It's all a work and stream. And, you know, you brought up Mackenzie. And as a Black woman, a Latina, Afro-Latina, Everything that I've done from the time that I knew um, I was having a baby to now has always been centered on if I were to die tomorrow, I would want Mackenzie to live through all of my experiences, but also be able to read those books and say, I know who I am. Right. So if no one else reminds of who she is, she just has to pick up her own book. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of, if you want to check out more of Rita's work and Mackenzie's adventure, the website is below. It is a great site, has all the information to learn more about not only the books, and I'm not saying that in a self-serving way, I'm saying that and just proud of the work. And I've learned so much just from, from this just journey as well. Uh, Mackenzie's Adventures also has a Twitter handle, so follow that as well. And you'll get to see Rita all over Philadelphia. So I look forward to to seeing you building those connections and, and meeting people. And as she said, we had at that point, I think, published at least one on the way of the public the next two and had never met. And we met yeah. for the first time this year um, in person, um, November, after about three years of connecting online. And now so, we're on our next one. Yeah, I know. We're on to our next adventure. Now we're doing the middle school book. <laughs> now we're doing a middle school book. So these conferences, these times are important to meet people, stay connected, and build those lasting relationships and more so learn from each other because that's where the real learning happens. So I'm glad we were able to reschedule this and I'm glad we put it at the end. We've got a little extra time with you as well. Rob, Yuritza, we'll see you both in Philadelphia and everybody on who have been watching and, and contributing. Look forward to seeing you in Philly. Stop by the booth. Stop by to see uh, Pear Deck as well, the work that's being done there and make sure you get a chance to meet up, say hi and connect in real life. So yes. have a good night, everybody. Rob, we'll see you in a week. Ritza, we'll see you in about two and a half weeks. Yes, I'm ready. All right, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next week with three more guests as well. It's part of the Stronger Together podcast, 20 to watch at ISTE. We are two more episodes, and then we're going to go live from Philly. See you, everybody. Bye, guys.